Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag BYU. You know, we're, we're, we're going to try to get there by Sunday and, and, you know, enjoy the Sabbath as much as we can there. And then Monday we'll walk through and, and uh, but not a lot of time for, for a lot of extracurricular activities. We're, we're going to be limited in our travel and, and, and you know, we're just going to go out there and try to win the game. That's the, the, the main deal that we're going out to do. And so I think with everything going on with the pandemic, it's going to be a way different type of atmosphere. But uh, just the focus is the game itself. Kalani Sataki has been to a lot of bowl games as a coach, went to bowl games as a player. This one's going to be different, but is it going to be a WPK? The most important thing, do they beat the UCF Knights tonight in the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? (laughs) I didn't know that's what it was. I didn't either. (laughs) I saw it yesterday, and I thought, okay, that'll get a laugh. (laughs) Roofclaim.com. What do I need to claim about my roof? It got damaged, and I need insurance? What happened? The 60-mile-an-hour winds ripped some shingles off it. What am I roof cleaning? Well, if that's what you need to do, you know, you can get a new roof through the insurance, so that would work. Yeah. Roofclaim.com, people. I guess that's why they sponsor the bowl game, so we know they're out there. I don't, I don't know what they do. UCF 6-3 and three this year. They lost their big games, though, PK. They lost the big ones. That's a fact. Yeah, the three games that they lost were all the three teams that finished ahead of him. Uh, new guy, Eric, I am hearing my, myself over and over again, so you need to figure out a way to stop that. Feedback, uh, reverb, <laughs> reverb. Uh, yeah, so you're going you're gonna to have I'm to I'm going to have to talk because this is going to be hard for you to handle right now. Uh, to PK's point, they lost to the teams in front of them. They finished fourth in the uh, American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati. Tulsa and Memphis, uh, who are 9-0, and 6-2, and 7-3. and Those are some, some pretty good marks right there. And they beat them, and it was all high-scoring games. So uh, BYU is going to give up points tonight. I think if BYU holds, uh, holds UCF to 28 points or less, they win this game. That's a great number for the defense to shoot at. There's a lot of talent. You just heard us uh, talking with the beat writer who covers them. And uh, they are missing their top receiver. But they've got three or four, statistically, they got three or four good receivers. The committee by running back, they got three running backs. They got a good quarterback. So he even likes their tight end, who statistically isn't all that, but you know, our eyes aren't on the game. And he can make plays too. So they've got a, a ton of guys who can make that happen. On the defensive side of the ball, though, they're a mess. They give up a lot of yards and they give up a lot of points, even when they win. USF is terrible. Uh, USF finished 0-7 on the conference and 1-8 overall. So that's a bad football team. They beat USF 58-46. to So we can sit here and tell you they outscore people, but, man, when you beat a 1-8 team 58-46, your offense gets it done and your defense doesn't. That's the bottom line. So for the BYU offense, this is a chance to go up and down the field, put up big stats, gain a lot of yards, score a lot of points, celebrate in the end zone a lot. And you better because – you're going to need uh, 
to, to beat them, you got to get into the 30s. Cincinnati beat them 36-33. Memphis beat them 50-49. And Tulsa beat them 34-26. So you got to do something in the 30s offensively. And honestly, you want to do a little more than that. All right, BYU head coach Kalani Sataki has been named as a finalist for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award. Obviously, the Cougars 10-1, ranked 16th in the country. BYU, the only FBS team in the country, currently ranked in the top 10 in scoring offense, scoring defense, total offense, and total defense. So they got all the stats. But PK, isn't this going to go to a coach who's got an undefeated team right now? Uh, Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, Makes sense to me. So, good to be nominated. Good to have your name in the conversation there. But, uh, you know, Fickle at Cincinnati might be set up to win that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just give it to somebody who wins the national championship. But those guys do it all the time. So, I don't know if they'll actually, uh, if they'll actually get in on that or not. But, uh, all right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NBA. All right, the NBA tips off tonight. Got a doubleheader. Lakers and Clippers. Nets and Warriors. Nets star Kevin Durant will make his regular season debut for the Nets. Ready to see these games tonight? The the first game will be Warriors and Nets. 5 o'clock on TNT. So, Kevin Durant versus Golden State. It's funny because I kind of think that with Golden State, that... I've got the West mentally divided into seven teams I know are good and then eight teams, you know, we'll kind of see how they sort it out. And I thought Golden State would be a playoff team. And, you know, everybody's got a preview and everybody's opinion and it's worth the paper it's written on. But the Associated Press puts Golden State 10th in the mix, but not in the playoffs automatically. Steph Curry will try to shoot the Warriors back into the playoffs, but it won't be easy with Klay Thompson set to miss a second consecutive season. So... Got, got the Warriors a little lower than I thought there. They have the Jazz at fifth, Portland fourth, Clippers third, Denver second, and, of course, the Lakers in the top spot. You buying the Warriors as, uh, as number 10 in the West, or do you think they're a little better than that? Oh, I think they're way better than I think they're a playoff team. I don't care what some guy from the Associated Press says. I mean, it's just one opinion. Yep. If I'm going to look at that roster of the mainstays of the Warriors, I uh, think that Thompson would be the one that I would want to have injured because not that he certainly I want him to want I don't want him to be injured, but I also think that he's the most easiest replaces. The most replaceable. I would think so. Yeah, based on the roster that they have. Warriors and Nets at five, Clippers and Lakers at eight o'clock. Uh, after cursory talks about a James Harden trade, the Miami Heat have moved on and will not pursue the Rockets store. Sources Stark. tell ESPN. Miami is one of the teams that have the type of package of young prospects that the Rockets have been seeking. Miami, uh, you know, they can move uh, Tyler Hero. They can move Duncan Robinson. They can move Kendrick Nunn. Uh, they've got veterans and final years of their contracts. So it seems like there's a possibility of a trade there. But Miami likes their young guys more and they're going to hold on to them which I think I would do if I were Miami, too. It looked like they had a good thing going. Do you trade all of that for Harden and uh, get older when you've collected all that young talent? And you're able to win in the bubble with that young talent. 
Adam Silver has acknowledged the possibility of looking into expanding the NBA from 30 to 32. Well, we've already seen the NFL has gone to 32 teams, so why not add two more in the middle of a pandemic? That's a lot of money, PK. I don't know what you pay for an expansion team, but if the well, Jazz are $1.66 billion, expansion team, at least a billion, maybe more? Yeah, I think obviously Seattle deserves a team that it got ripped out from underneath them. They've always been an NBA-supporting city. Uh, we've had other places that have gotten city or teams. You know, Charlotte obviously got one after, uh, where'd they go, to New Orleans. And so yep. it seems like in New Orleans got one after they went to Utah. I don't remember the, the time frame, the difference, but Seattle seems like an obvious team that you should be going to play, or an obvious location, I should say. And then how about Vegas? Uh, that's what I was about to say. That's like Vegas is the Vegas is the hot city. I mean, there are other cities, you know, Kansas City, I guess, could be one. I mean, there are other places you can go, but, yeah, Vegas jumps out at you. Oh, yeah, with all those games and the gambling and, you know, you're playing almost uh, not every night, obviously. It's not like baseball. But uh, because there's nothing more fun to go watch, sit in the sports book and watch team guys bet on NBA games and see some no-name dude hit a three-pointer off the bench with four seconds to go in the game whatever the line is just changes and the place either erupts it erupts uh with uh multitudes of emotions and they've already got that arena i've been in that arena to see uh, professional sports i've been in that arena to see music i've been in that arena to see college uh, it seems like vegas you know for years and years had boxing in the nfl and some crappy unlv teams and so uh, I think that the pro sports has finally come around that of all the places to have gambling, Vegas is the place to do it uh, because it can be monitored. Everything they do is recorded and monitored and all that stuff. So I don't have any problem if they want to expand. Sure, I don't know that the talent pool is deep enough. But at the same time, we're seeing so many folks come over from various parts of the world, and they're not just these uh, one-trick pony players. They're very, very good. We've seen it. We've seen it a million, not maybe a million times, but we've seen it many times here recently. It used to be, you know, as a big man, white guy shooter or what have you. Well, now you look at a Doncic, the guys that do it all kind of player, and that's only going to increase, not decrease. Uh, I totally believe that, yeah. For a while there, it did seem like uh, 85% of the players who were coming over were 6'10", soft, and shot three-pointers. Yeah. Didn't rebound a lick. Couldn't really stay in front of anybody. But you're right, that's changed. I don't know. I guess we can throw out all the cities that have pro sports that don't have the NBA. The NBA has largely stayed away from cities that had the football-baseball combo. Well, not largely. Uh, But they have come to Utah and San Antonio and Portland and Sacramento and Memphis and Oklahoma City. So they've kind of done their own thing and stayed away from the football-baseball combos. Uh, But I, I would assume that if there were expansion now, there'd be a long list of billionaires trying to put teams into Cincinnati or Pittsburgh or Baltimore or Tampa Bay. So, well, Baltimore, you've got one right down the Washington, road. Right down the road. And, you know, Tampa Bay, there's a team in Orlando. Um, and then you've got one just a little north to Philadelphia. So yep. you'd be squeezing something in there. I'm not sure there's a big window. I mean, and then you can go with the jokes and maybe you send an NBA team to Sacramento. hey All right. <laughs> Send one to San Diego. Southern California needs a third, needs a third team. Booner said back in the day he never minded the San Diego road trips in the middle of the winter, laying yeah, by the pool in San Diego. I don't know that that was Ron Boone exclusive. Yeah, right. <laughs> Booner, Booner wasn't on an island of one at that point. 
When I worked for the Watchdog, the greatest trip every <laughs> single year yeah, was one. when uh, the teams, BYU and Utah, would play San Jose State and Hawaii. Because of the time difference, you wouldn't go to Hawaii. So in the dead of winter, I would go down, because I was the college basketball dude, I would go down and cover both BYU and Utah, and what? I would stay in San Diego for, for five, five days. days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You talk about, man, that's like getting a spring break. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the deal. Good times. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see what they do for expansion. It's uh, 32 is obviously an easy number to schedule, and it's uh, a lot of money. And there's going to be a line of cities that are interested. So, yeah, I guess it comes down to if you put two teams in there and you spread the talent more, you know, you've got some of these teams that have been way down for a long time. How do they keep some teams from staying on top and some teams from staying on bottom? Is it just competent management? Do they have enough dominant players? But, you know, it's, it's a little bit like the salaries, PK. If you take the top 32 players in the game and you were to put one on every team and you orchestrate it to smooth it out as much as possible, how big a gap is there between whoever gets num- player number one and whoever gets player number 32? I mean, someone's got to have player 32 – and are you just are you basically screwed at that point because the talent gap with the best player is so big? Okay, how's that any different with team thirty, player thirty? What's and different they, there? They may come to the, they may come to the conclusion uh, it's not, and this is going to be several billion dollars. You know, if you're doing two teams and you get one point five billion for it, that's three billion dollars divided by thirty teams. Everybody gets a hundred million dollars for raising their hand and saying yes, I approve. I see. I what what I think the league needs to do on this is to make sure they don't find a location that fits desires beyond basketball. What do you mean? So they they can't pick, uh, you know, the, the, just the south of France or something, it's some <laughs> Greek island. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm using the extreme example. So what they don't want to do is create a super team location. So you say Pittsburgh, for instance. Mm-hmm. All right, Pittsburgh in the winter is not a glamorous location. Yeah. So if you want to go play ball in Pittsburgh, it's because you want to play ball, not because, oh, let's go there because it's like South Beach or what have you, that type of thing. Yeah, I can see that. I, I'd be more worried about going the other way, that uh, there's an owner who comes in with money and you really want the owner and you go to the wrong city. I think there's a pretty strong argument that the NFL going to Jacksonville was not a great idea. I think there's another argument that the NBA went to Vancouver. Now, some people think they pulled out of Vancouver too quickly. I don't, I don't know all of that. Uh, but they went to Vancouver, and they did pull out pretty quickly went to Memphis. Now, is that because they gave up on Vancouver too early, or is that because they never should have gone to Vancouver in the first place? You know, I don't know the answer to that. So that's where your point where we started with this is go to Seattle because that's going to work. You know, call them the Sonics, put them in the right colors, and that's a slam dunk. You know, now where, where do you go with Team 32? You know, can Vegas support all these teams? If they've got, if they've got hockey and they got football, do they need basketball too? Well, no one needs basketball. Would they support it? Would be a better way to yes. phrase it. All yeah. right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Pittsburgh Steelers beaten again after 11 straight wins. 
11 straight. The Steelers have now lost three in a row, and it was the lowly Cincinnati Bengals. That was just Steeler turnover, Bengals score. Steeler turnover, Bengals score. Steeler turnover, Bengals score, and it was 17-0, and the Bengals hold on and win it 27-17. Not exactly covering themselves in glory there with all those turnovers, PK. Yeah, the Steelers, man. Uh, This is really, really weird to be as good as you were, and then, you know, you can lose some ball games, but to lose to a Joe Burrowless Cincinnati Bengals, man, that just seemed really, really bizarre. And they had those turnovers, and then they get back in the game, but then they don't get a stop. The Bengals score a touchdown that was not produced by or directed or led by turnovers. Uh, you know, I guess if you're going to have a slump, better to have it now than in the postseason. Yeah, a little scary to have it this late in the year, although they threw up a graphic last night that the Saints were 13-0, lost three in a row, and then won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, figure out your problems. And and the running game had been a problem, and you were sick of hearing it, but they figured out their problems. You know, Benny Snell, 18 carries, 84 yards, that's good enough. Uh, But the turnovers just crushed them. There were so many short fields for the Bengals there. So now Cleveland's got a shot at winning that division, and that seemed unbelievable. We thought I was sure the Steelers are going to be the one seed or the two seed with Kansas City, and now Buffalo could catch them for the two seed, and they could end up winning their division but being the three seed, and they could also just lose the division outright to Cleveland and go in as a wild card. So it's all up in the air now. No Pro Bowl this year, but they did announce uh, Pro Bowl rosters. Chiefs, Ravens, Packers, and Seahawks, seven per team. Fred Warner. The former BYU Cougar is a pro bowler. Bobby Wagner, the former Utah State Aggie, is a pro bowler. Uh, Pro bowl rosters, so guys get their bonuses, but no game cluttering up our TV, PK. (laughs) The pro bowl game, the least watchable football game of the year. Uh, Yeah, I don't pay attention to it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Brock Miller to Bearstow, down low to Kata. Kata bounce pass oh, yes. to Anderson. Oh, ho, ho. Anderson throws it down. One-handed violent dunk, Alfonso Anderson. Ooh, if you do not have a chance to see a replay of that, you need to go find it. Alfonso Anderson, nasty one-handed dunk. Assisted by the big man. Yes. That was literally a laugh for PK. Scotty G. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Utah State beat San Jose State 107. That was Santa Claus. 107 to 62. A 45-point thrashing of the Spartans. The football magic not carrying over to the basketball team. Mountain West Conference football champs undefeated. But basketball, apparently, is going to be a long year for the Spartans. Well, if I were the Spartans, I'd hire Brennan, the football coach, coach Boom. basketball. Justin Bean led the way, 16 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. Now they're playing games uh, in pairs. So there will not be, Utah State will not return the visit to San Jose. San Jose State just stays in Logan and they play again tomorrow night. And then after that, Utah State will go off for a pair of games at New Mexico, the Mountain West. Trying to limit no, travel no. here in the pandemic. In Lubbock, not at New Mexico. Oh, you're right. Yes, they did move that to Lubbock. Scotty G was discussing uh, <laughs> Lubbock dining options on Twitter last night. Also, BYU gets a win. They beat Texas Southern 
Uh, Brandon Averett, 30 points. Alex Barcelo, 10 points, 10 assists. And BYU up by 10 at halftime. And uh, they rolled to the win. They are now 8-2. and two. Take anything from that game, or that was just a uh, just a tune-up? Good for them. Well, I think it was good for Averett to find a shot and score some points because obviously that's going to be a bonus. And I like the way they're playing, still looking for Harms, finding him to be an effective inside player, getting him the ball where he can score. It's clear the guys have been doing that. I've been saying that for a little bit now. I feel like it's the same thing, and uh, they need to get on with it. What uh, I think they start uh, next week, conference play. They got Weber on Wednesday, so again, another, correct. Another, another and then they're chance. They're all for a week, and uh, yeah. who they play? I think Pepperdine is their first game. Uh, the Utes were supposed to play today, but the Arizona State game is postponed. So, if you're looking for college basketball today, Colorado's playing Grand Canyon, and that's one of PK schools. So, check out the Pac-12 Network tonight at nine o'clock. All right, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, baby. Your antelopes are going big time. Yeah. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Dylan Colley is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll talk football with him on the, uh, on the morning of the bowl game. We'll talk with former BYU wide receiver, get his thoughts on what should be a, a high-scoring game tonight with BYU and UCF. Also coming up, we got the question of the day. If BYU wins its bowl game, how can you knock an 11-1 season? We'll talk about that next. Stay with us. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.